This episode of the Granddad's Basement Podcast is brought to you by the Granddad's Basement Podcast. Visit www.granddadsbasement.com to find out anything and everything or more than you ever wanted to know about the podcast and myself. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. It is November 11th, 2019, and last night, uh, you've heard me talk about Vet Check Thursdays. Well, the Founding Fathers were all in effect at uh, in the basement here, and uh, we had uh, we had a pretty good, we had some pretty good conversations. Uh, it kicks off with T, and then rolls into Seth, and then Ian and I uh, do a podcast. So it's a it's a triple hitter. It's really three podcasts in one. Uh, all veterans. Just, uh, just hanging out, and I think there's, uh, there's a lot of info, a lot of wisdom back and forth, and uh, some real adulting goes on, and you'll also get to learn a little bit about of uh, where the podcast came from and how it kind of it took a turn and how we got to where we are today. But uh, all right, everybody, be cool. Happy Veterans Day. Everybody tink, tink it. Tink. Everybody tink it, and then uh, let's uh, let's start passing some mics around. But uh, okay. happy Veterans Day! So right now we are we are in the basement. T, why don't you uh, don't you pull that mic up to that beard? To this beard? Right. <clears throat> to that beard right there. No, your butthole beard. You don't want that one. That's not we the one. Uh, <clears throat> we got the uh, all the founders of. Vet Check Thursday in the house. We are in the basement, most definitely. Uh, our, our fifth wheel, uh, Cody Rodriguez, he could not make it. But we got Ian O'Hearn in the background. We got Seth Bruning Matiaski in the background. And, and uh, me and Big T on the mic right now. So we're going to give you a, a proper introduction, everybody, to the basement. We're going to get to pass some mics around for a little bit and then go about our Veterans Day. But T, uh, welcome to the basement. Thank you, sir. Let's touch glasses. Pink. Uh, yeah, y'all gonna just hang out for a minute. Let me, let me just holler at you. We're gonna, up. I want you guys uh, to hang out and, and absorb everything we got going on. You know, we spend a, a lot of time together, and uh, I think you know we want to tell a little bit of a backstory right now. Talk about a little bit some of our services, but definitely chime in. I mean, don't shut the fuck up. But you know, I, I need to. You literally just told me shut up. I told you shut up. I, I didn't say uh, shut up. I said, you know. But so I met T. What? Decade ago, when yep. you when you show up at DM, oh nine, yeah, about ten years. Okay, so it, yeah. it is in fact yeah, two thousand nine. Like so yeah. so we are we are at the decade mark as well. Ian, decade deep. Seth over here, decade deep. Wow, we the uh, we got, I got thirty years of friendship between you three, and and Ian and Seth, uh, they predate. Uh, any of our relationships. They got the longest uh, backdated relationship That's in the beautiful. house. But beautiful. all United States Air Force veterans in the house, I love you guys. We've all served at different capacities, fixing airplanes, deployments, fuel, refueling airplanes, dealing with li liquid oxygen, liquid nitrogen, all, all just... Psh. 
doing the damn thing, responsible for for putting airplanes in the air, keeping a lot of people safe, instilling a lot of leadership and a lot of people. Uh, you know, sometimes we were up to fuckery, and uh, you know, we got the scars <laughs> to prove it, and and the stories to go by, and we like to share laughs, and we get down every Thursday at Vet Check Thursday. You know, every now and then somebody doesn't make it, and I think there's only been one time where where nobody's made it, but you know, it means a lot to me. You guys, you know, always coming to show love because you know as much as uh, uh, I hope I can be there to support you and I need you guys there to support me you know what I'm saying there's a lot of veterans with a lot of problems and you know I think it's good to make sure nobody puts an extra hole in themselves and I think we provide that support for each other I think it's good to to kind of you know break free from the household the monotony the the everyday grind that we all got going on break free from the kids break free from the wives or or whatever the situation may be and just get to hang out let loose get out of the house and be cool so so I appreciate you guys I love you guys thanks for being in the house you know I want to do this regularly every uh, every veterans day what just happened oh i said that's what i thought i was like but <laughs> like, damn what's, what's cracking i shit myself go check your damn draws you should be like vet check your draws vet check them draws T, when we uh, when we were serving, I wanted to talk to you about something. I think we got uh, we got an elephant between us. We've never we've never quite aired out, you know, real real just briefly. But mm-hmm. I just want to I want to put it out there. I want to I want to clear it. I want to have a, a, a conversation amongst brothers and because we we've just you know we we not no we got so when you got off active duty yeah. That's kind of when we started to get even closer, mm-hmm. almost, and, and we were in totally different spots. You showed up, we were kicking it on the regular, uh, going out, having drinks in our twenties. You know, you you got your first kid, and you know, I'm there, I'm dropping the cigars off and whatnot, and and you know, we got a great relationship. But then we both separated within a couple weeks, six yeah. to eight weeks of each other. It was real close, and I didn't even know you were getting out. Yeah, I, uh, so <clears throat> yeah, I had the baby, and then. Uh... Three months later, deployed, and I was gone for like nine, ten months before I came back. And as we talk about putting planes in there, you want to tell the AR story? The AR story? The AR story? Like my AR story? Yeah. Um, like the good AR story or the bad AR story? <laughs> when the plane <clears throat> yoke went right and the airplane turned left. Yeah. That so the bad story. AR story. Okay. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so uh, before I had got out and... um. Uh, pretty much why I got out because of the leadership I was with on my way out. Um, we had some issues. There was um, some late night maintenance that uh, had went down and nobody was really around for it, it had seemed. And um, I was on day shift getting ready for my deployment. And uh, I came in and everybody was in a scramble and we didn't know, like, getting crazy. So my flight chief, so I won't say no names, but uh, wrote up to me. <laughs> Wrote up to me and was like, hey, I need you to sign this off. <clears throat> and I'm like, uh, what do you mean? He goes, you need to sign this off. So I ran through the uh, forms. You know, we use our aircraft forms to know what kind of maintenance is going on and stuff. And it's a big, fat no-no in the military to s- sign off uh, shit that you didn't do. Especially because if it's broken and not right, you get in trouble. Um, so I said no. And... Got in all kinds of trouble, and the seven level, because I was a five level at the time, the seven level that was with me did not say no and actually ended up signing off the paperwork. And it all got done, and once it had got done, the aircraft started the taxi out to take off and and went to make a right towards the runway and ended up making a left. And uh, (laughs) so big fat cray cray, all bad. Um, 
investigation. I ended up getting paperwork, but it was only like an LOR. They were trying to, well, they kept it, kicked a couple of us out for that. I didn't really? get kicked out, yeah. I um, didn't know that. Yeah, Velo, he went. Um, he oh. was my seven level, yeah. He, um, they put him down hard. That wasn't even his fault, but, uh, some people lost some stripes. My, uh, flight chief who, um, tried to blame it all on us, got kicked down to six, uh, E6 job. He was doing training manager right after that. Um, God bless the training <clears throat> manager. Yes, sir. But, uh, I got in trouble because I was, uh, disorderly and whatnot is what I was told. That's what they told me anyways. But pretty much our, our first sergeant was like, you did this. This is all your fault. You're going down. And I was like, I want a fucking lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> and he goes, he pretty much flipped his desk over and freaked out. And I walked out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, bunch of paperwork about a, I think I did a 27 hour day before I got to sleep. And then I was, um, LOR later and I was good to go. <laughs> so le lesson learned. My, my takeaway from that, I mean that that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, something. I mean that that's catastrophic on yeah. on, on an aircraft for the flight controls mm. to be configured backwards. Yep, huge <clears> deal <throat> on an aircraft deal, yeah. that's you know about to go take off. Like mm -hmm. that. Ooh, somebody somebody cleared that plane for flight, and that airplane was not <clears throat> clear for flight. So, but the lesson learned, the takeaway, you know, your involvement. A lot of people in the military, they'll go by way of their supervisor's guidance. And yeah. Everybody wants to be yes men, but when you raise your hand and, uh, nah, uh-uh, yeah. lawyer, lawyer, you there are still, from time to time, even when you're working with our great Uncle Sam, yeah, where you can have things play in your favor and get someone to speak on your behalf because mm -hmm. just like anything else, like, hold on, uh-uh, let me get somebody uh, with a little more experience who can who can help me through this situation because shit's about to go down. Yeah, it's shut it the fuck down. Everybody report for your urinalysis. Yep, that's right? exactly how it went, man. It was. Uh, and then I, I want to talk fast. as soon as I'm done pissing in this cup. Let me go get a lawyer right now. Sure and they got too. lawyers right there, right there for you. Bottom paid for. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, my AR my AR career was uh, pretty sweet. I I came in. I came into AR and uh, really wanted to be AR because I started out as ISO and I didn't Aero like repair. it. repair. Uh, yeah, aerial crash recovery, uh, you know, they, they have a bunch of, uh, it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, air, aircraft crash recovery, and then there's uh, aircraft R&R, uh, &R, which is repair and reclamation, mm -hmm. uh, you know, several different ones, uh, depending on what you do with it. But uh, when I came in the AR, I got in pretty fast, and uh, they put me on night shift. So, like, pretty much the beginning of my AR career and the end of my AR career were both catastrophic. Um I, when I got in, I was working with one of my uh, staff sergeants, Trujillo. I think you know Trujillo. He lived yeah. by cash for a while, yeah. He was, uh, they put me on night shift. It was like my first real AR job. We were just running flaps. And uh, it was found out after the investigation, um, one of one of the parts was just off by like one part number and was installed wrong. And it was just a little bit smaller than it was supposed to be. So we were running flaps and we were like the fifth or sixth, you know, uh, job corps to do it. You know, we were AR, but you know, like, Crew chiefs were running, the engines ran, and everybody was running, doing their job checks and um, their ops checks. And uh, we were about done, and we ran them up, ran them down one more time, and uh, I was sitting on the headset up in the uh, cockpit, and I hear Trujillo just yelling, yelling, fuck, fuck, stop, what's going on, quit, stop. But I had turned off all the stuff I was supposed to, and I'm like, went off headset, ran down there, I thought he was dying, sounded like somebody was murdering him. And he's just jumping around with his headset on, looked like somebody's trying to set his ass on fire, and I look up in the flap, one side was going up, 
and the other side was coming down faster than it was going up, and it cut into the side of the airplane about a nine-inch hole, just big and fat. Yeah, the uh, one of the um, one of the uh, what is it? Legs broke. That bring it up. Broke off and dropped the flap. So when it was pulling up, it started dropping and it just cut a big hole. In so this thing. is on the one side of the aircraft. Mm-hmm. So you got one side of the aircraft. There's two tracks of mm-hmm. flaps. Yeah. And the one side, the arm that would have lifted it at the same time as the other flap. Mm-hmm. That lifted. There's two arms on one flap, and one side was lifting the flap, and the other one was not. And it drug. But it, it should have been. Yeah, and it drug the inside one. Pretty much just drug. The flap so as the, the one the side was moving out up, it mm-hmm. pushed the stationary one into the plane instead of it been moving up. Mm-hmm. And it cut up just a big. You could throw Sounds like that sheet metal had a lot of work to do. Apparently, actually, I just found out that the uh, boys that came out and fixed it were the 309th A Mark, where I work at right now. They're the boys that came out and did the whole the old PDM and everything on that thing. So it was pretty cool. Right on, man. Thanks yeah. for sharing. I li- I like that. I like C-130. that. That's wild. C130. C130. Yeah. 3030s. No doubt. So you went on, you separated, mm-hmm. I separated, and I just, I, I remember I was at my mom's house in her garage, in her car, uh, rolling a blunt. Yeah, typical. <laughs> and I called you, and I just, hey man, you know, what's going on? Oh, got out. You got out? <laughs> what the fuck? Where are you living? Mississippi. I'm going to be in Mississippi in a few months. Yeah. We should hang out. Yeah, and then so I was there for like a year, mm-hmm. and then you know we we did our thing, kicked it, had a good old time, you know, with the fam, your fam, mm-hmm. getting to know everybody, hanging out, meet, meeting your sisters, and then excuse me, T might rip your throat out. Fact. Yeah, well, it makes me uncomfortable. You call your mom my roommate. That's that's what it is. They got they got they got that kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't share a bed or anything. He doesn't. He doesn't right? have curfew. Right. Yeah. I love my fantasy. He may have a car bed, but he didn't have a curfew. <laughs> Those are dope, man. So, anyways, though, we get down 2016 Charlottesville. I'm I'm gonna just cut. I'm gonna cut to the shit. And there was uh, there was a young lady, Heather Hayer. She lost her life at at Charlottesville, and I I need some clarity as to as to as to help me with why I reacted in such a way. I reacted uh-huh. in a way that I was like, fuck you, T. And then I go on ahead and, like, we didn't speak for, like, a year and a half. Two maybe, years straight. Two, two years. Okay, and this, like, I mean, we served together, same hangar. I'm at, you know, the hospital when his daughter's born. Uh, I brought the cigars, and, like, me and his mom are cool. Like, I smoked a lot of weed with his dad. Like A, a like, lot. Like, a, 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 a retired uh, E8. Z9. E nine Green Beret. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's let's tip our glasses to uh, Robert Roderick. <laughs> he's not here. He's uh, he's down in. Where's your dad right now? He's uh, back in Mississippi. He's in Mississippi yeah. doing his thing. But he did his thing for our country. So so shout out to uh, so Papa Roderick. But uh, I my reaction at that time. Let's see. <clears throat> it was my son was born. Yep. Or was on the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, a parent. I'm an education major at the time. And this young lady who lost her life there, she was uh, she was a student teacher, some, something, she was something with kids. I think she was a teacher or a teacher's aide of some sort. And uh, what I read and what, the, and this is stupid, this is a resounding factor in my life, which is since this point, I've, I've backed off of social media and like kind of just 
talking to people mm. on there. I kind of use it a little bit for business marketing. But what I took away from this post you made was that that young lady deserved to die for being there amongst people starting shit. So, yes, yeah, so that's how you took it. And uh, uh, let me go on. Okay, okay. I was like, do you want to finish? You want me to? Um, you go ahead. I, for whatever reason, I took it real personal. Yeah. I just like, no, like people don't deserve to die. And this is coming off of uh, like Eric Gardner, off uh, Mike Brown, off Tamir Rice, off Philando Castile, like all these, you know, un. You know, a lot of people died, and mm -hmm. they were, you know, public events. So the media's got a little hold on me, you know, probably tugging at some heartstrings and stuff. And it's just one more where I take away, uh, like, no, nah, I can't be in, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, just, no way. We'll, we'll do, no, I can't talk to this dude. Like, mm -hmm. nobody should deserve to die, not in the way they did. Like, she was crushed to death. Like, fuck that. Um, I'm out. And I, we kissed and made it up, kind of. But, you know, what, yeah. on your side, tell me your side. I'd like to, I'd like to hear it. I only know my side of the story. All right, so <clears throat> I mean a little, I guess, uh, background on me. I'm a pretty stubborn fellow, and um, I'm a really good dude, though. Like I don't have any issues with Fuck anybody. Yo, any issues with anybody? If you come at me correct, usually. And uh, however, I do turn to get a little. Uh, I do get a little rough around the edges if I feel like I'm being rushed or come at the wrong way. And uh, from anybody, you could be Jesus Christ himself or my mom. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, Shout out to Tammy Roderick. Yeah, hey, mom, I love you. Um, so I put this uh, this video up, and pretty much the way I worded it, I, I don't know how I worded it. It's been a long time, and I don't really reflect on the uh, past no more. But um, I was like, you know, shouldn't have been there. That whole issue was, uh, you know, not supposed to happen. She shouldn't have been in front of the car. That's outside. The okay. window's open. Okay. Um, yeah, so shouldn't have been coming far. Shouldn't have been in front of the car. Not even reading into, whole, reading into the whole entire situation as much as I should have before, I guess, that I said anything. But that whole, the whole, like, protest where you're blocking traffic, I've been in that kind of stuff, and that uh, agitates me beyond anything. If you're in the, and you're in way, and you're, like, people have lost their lives sitting in the back of an ambulance, like, waiting for protesters to get out of the way. Shit like that. That agitates me more than most of the uh, shit on TV. <clears throat> so I was pretty much like, this dumbass was in the fucking road and shouldn't have been there, and that's what she got ran over. So Odin hops on, you know, and me and Odin have always had big talks, and we talk about everything and take it about as far as we can usually ever. And uh, he came at me. Huh? This was on Facebook. I hopped on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, I hopped on Facebook and was like, uh, you know, no, fuck that, you know. Nobody deserves to die, and I'm not, you know, just came at me real hard, real fast, real crazy, like Odin usually does. But, <laughs> you know, ne I've never caught it in a negative way, you know, and I was in a, uh, not to make any kind of excuses, but I was in kind of a nasty place myself in this at this time in my life. and uh, As was I. Yeah. So, so fair enough. Yeah, so I took it, I took it a little rougher than I should have, and I was pretty much like, you know, same the way I'm like, well, she shouldn't have fucking been standing there. And instead of like seeing... If from his side, before I continued, I was like, fuck you, you don't tell me. And he was like, well, fuck you, don't tell me. And then we stopped talking for a long, like two years. <laughs> so I apologize. I apologize as right. well. <laughs> I don't know if that, that, I think we went too far there. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like we should have talked. You know, we were best friends for a long time. We shouldn't have um, let some person we didn't know, however the situation went, 
come between us. No doubt. And I'm not even going to go back into specifics and try to rehash it. It's all good. It's, it's buried. We've been cool for like a year now. Uh, you know, we got called back to Tucson. The desert always calls you home. Mm-hmm. So we found our way back here on our own accords. And uh, here we are. Met some good people the on the way. Nothing but. Nothing but. So, man, thanks for coming to the basement. Let's get up out of here. Let's take a little break. Um, we're going to pass the mic around. Word. Thanks, everybody. Ciao. Seth. Seth, welcome back to the basement. Sip it slowly. Let's touch our glasses. Let us gingerly touch our tips. Let's touch our glasses. Happy Veterans Day. Yeah, you as well. Um, what do you want to talk about, man? You want to... Uh... You want to talk about you? You want to talk about your life? I got some questions for you. You want to talk about your service? What's up, man? You went to, you went to Germany? I don't know much about that. You were, you were in Europe. You know, what would you explore? Where'd you go? What'd you see? You know, what do you do? You, uh, I met you. We were relatively young men roaming through this world, playing golf, uh, you know, both, uh, you know, married, golf young. Golf in Europe is tight. Golf in Europe was. Golf in Europe is tight. Okay. They, the, the grass is uh, definitely thicker and more. Uh, forgiving but I don't know yeah whatever you want to talk about man you asked me to do a podcast I'm here talking to you <laughs> no, butt stuff. <laughs> no, no butt stuff no I don't know you don't want to get into the butt I stuff I don't do that That's not yet not maybe four or five podcasts you ask me those questions so we can't just like throw these mics out here and have like it just won't sound good at all not really if all of us were you don't want to do a podcast ahead. get the fuck off the mic I'm <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. You had something to talk about with T. It's like, what do you want to talk about? Let's I've talk. been needing to talk about that with T for like a year now. And that was pretty nuts. I'm I'm, uh, I'm definitely thankful I was here for that. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure nobody would have been hospitalized. This is the I think you guys would have been adults about it. Maybe five, ten years ago it would have been different, but right now it's... This is the core four. I don't give a fuck. We're all here for a good time and well, a long okay. time. I don't give a fuck. Core four. I want everybody to be, uh, you know, to be bros, just to be together, to, you know, not have to. You know. Four is a good number, too. I mean, everybody's got their AOR. You got 90 degrees, 90, 90, 90. You know, everybody's got their own sectors to scan. AOR. What What's we got up? here? It's my mom's favorite number. What is? Four. Four? Kylie talks about, my girlfriend talks about 44 all the time. She sees 44. For the past two years, she's been seeing 44 everywhere, and it's, like, prevalent in her life, and she's just saying, um, she, and she points it out to me all the time, and honestly, at first it was annoying, but now it's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm seeing it everywhere now. And I think it could be something like, when you look for something, you're going to see it. Like, if you're a sports analyst, you're looking for those bad pass interference calls, you can easily go out there and find it. Like, if you're looking for it, you're going you're gonna to find it. But what does the 44 signify? Which, what's she saying? For her, it's a good thing. She said it's a good thing. Um, we got to get you. Cheers for the smiley one. Cheers to smiley, Kelly. All right. Yeah, she's way too good for you, bro. I know. She sticks around, though. Anyway, 44, what, uh, like, what? 
I mean, is it just that it's a double that she's got a thing with I don't four? Know. She just sees it. She sees it, and it's a good thing. She looked it up. She said she's thought about it, and I guess I her the last two years of her life have been really good, and you know, not necessarily like what she's looked up, but her last four, you know, few years has been awesome. So when she she feels like she's on the right path because of this, so that's good for me because I'm her boyfriend, and obviously you guys don't think I'm good enough for her, but. <laughs> So I like 44 now because <laughs> it means <laughs> it means. Good man. No, she is a beautiful person inside and out for sure. Hell yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I haven't cried in a while. When was the last time you cried? Um, Bella cried a little bit when my grandma died the other week. So oh, you you kind of. We haven't been able to connect, so... Yeah, I didn't know about that. So we put Bella down, and you were here that night. So yeah. Mad love. Came Thank, that night. Thanks for coming over to kick it. So the next week, my stepmom's mom died. Oh, so okay. my grandma. So And we weren't super tight, but, it's, I mean, it's family. And, like, my sisters are super tight with their grandma. So it's just like... You were, shedding, right. you were shedding some tears for them. Yeah, so I was going. I don't know what I was walking into. Was, they lived in Phoenix, so I took that hustle up there. So we put the dog down, and then Grandma dies next week, and it's just all kind of grief and shit. I'm just like, God dang, it's just just boring. Uh, so I take the ride up, and I don't know what I'm going to walk into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the ride up was a little bit rough uh, from Tucson to Phoenix, and then uh, I got there, and people were in good spirits. I guess uh, her sons, so my stepmom has two brothers. They're both in Minnesota. They made it down, and uh, she died that night. Like they both mm. arrived Tuesday. She Tuesday, Wednesday overnight in her sleep. She passed. She's you know she went to bed. Her last you know they said the last thing she said was all my kids are here. And then you know yeah, that's got the ready to go. bed and went out. Like she she went she volunteered into hospice and hospice is when you just like I'm done. I'm done getting poked and prodded. You're not running any more tests on me. Let me just kick it at the crib. Ain't no and, need uh, to be sad about that, man. And then so we went. I uh, brought my family up there on Sunday. And then uh, she passed away that next Wednesday, and then so I went up there Wednesday to kick it, and then the service was like last Saturday, so like a you know ten days in between, so so yeah, so it's kind of been you know we've had a little bit a little bit of grief, a little bit of downs, and then you know as everybody who's you know up to speed probably at this point, like you know I got my dad issues, so I had to go up to to Phoenix you know on my own because my I don't want my pop to meet my kids. You know, the wife and I decided that's what it was going to be. Like, we, I had every intention to go that's with the whole family because that's, that's a family affair. Like, grandma passed away. And you know who's going to be there. Yeah. And, like, for me, it's... That's a tough decision, man. Yo, the whole family goes. We grieve together. We, we pass this on. We share this with each other. And then, you know, my dad, some shit came up. And I was just like, you know what, dude, you you don't get to meet my kids, man. Like I'm, and I, so I was pissed all day just having to go. I made the trip by angry. myself, and like yes. I barely, like I showed. I, I, I don't call me when you're angry and pissed like that. Usually <laughs> you do. Actually, I think I talked to you because you were on your way back down from Phoenix. I think, and that, I didn't really prod into those questions. I didn't ask you why you were up there. I was just like, all right, I was just whatever. just spending. I just wanted to be with the wife and kids, man. Yeah, yeah. We were just just kick it. I needed to get just. Re reacquainted with myself and uh, you know reset, just deal with a little bit of grief. Like reset. Yeah, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about that last time, did we? My grandma. No, it's the mushrooms. 
No, we did. I mean, I don't think it was necessarily great, great podcasting. <laughs> I mean, it was more just grieving. I, I think I, you know, we put Bella down that day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that brought up stuff about my granddad mm-hmm. personally, just within myself. So that was, that was, you know, I appreciate you being here, coming through, just talking about it. We, we talked a little bit about the, the psychedelics, the, a You're little good, bit about man. the experience, but nothing about, uh, you know, Honestly, loss to me, it's tough to it's tough to say it like this, but loss is is a great thing. Loss literally brings people together. Loss brings family closer, and it, I mean strong families, good families. The not strong and good isn't the right word, but like I know what you're trying to say. Death uh, death is glorious because life is glorious. That's Mike Tyson quote. Um, you know, like yeah. I said, that's why I was so upset. Everything that you're saying right now that I had to go and this, you know, I, I hate to make it selfish or personal, but part of the grieving process, like you share that with your family. And I have a wife and two sons. And based on a third party, uh, I was unable to share that moment. And, you know, my kids are too young to even understand that. But mm-hmm. it's still something that, you know, they I want I that's for me. You know, there's a part of death when you lose somebody, you lose a part of yourself. No. So they're no longer here. So that's I don't I don't know, as I just say this for the first time, like that could be, you know, a reason to make things about you. Like this is the time. Grief is the time to make it about you. Mm. You have to grieve. And everybody grieves differently. Shout out, sweet baby James, Hansen. Passed away in Balad, Iraq. Uh mm. that's somebody you served with? Yeah. To what capacity? Uh, he was my workout buddy for about three months. Uh, he was there with one of my best friends, Bill Crew. Um, he did uh, flight line management. Oh, my sister's calling me right now. Mr. O'Hearn. Oh, hello, sir. Welcome back to the basement. I'm going to kick that mic. Uh... Yeah, right there. Is it better? Yes, sir. Hey. Check, check. I feel like it's been a long time. Yeah, man. Now that uh, you live five minutes closer, is it all right for you to make the drive over a little bit more? Um, I should have left you without a dope beat to step to. <clears throat> Shout out, Timberland. Hey, man. Thanks for hanging out for the uh, the Veterans Day podcast, man. We're uh, we're going into Veterans Day, and uh, you know you're you're a big part of everything that we do here. So let's talk about it. Um. So I ain't gonna lie. Want me to start? No. Why would I? Dude, this is like so familiar. About those guys, I can start without them. I love them. Um, I mean, I really wish I was here a little bit more. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's just, dude, things got a little overwhelming. You know what I mean? And uh, just wasn't able to make it over here near as much as I wanted and prioritize as much as I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah, so th- we're, let's let's break into the lost, lost tapes. So, uh... This is Ian O'Hearn, active duty, E-7, Master Sergeant, United States Air Force. Uh, we met when we were uh, relatively young men. Yes. Uh, my man, we, were, uh, we walked into, uh, it's called uh, mili- Professional Military uh, Education, Airman Leadership School. And you know, he just looked at me, and I, I, and I scoped out the seating, and I was like, 
guess I'm sitting here because I was one of the last people in because my ass is always, always kind of a last minute or I'm probably going to be late kind of guy, uh, as, 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 uh, as you know. And, uh, you know, just nothing's just changed. Stuck, you stuck your hand out. Hey, I'm O'Hearn. Hey, I'm Odin. And then uh, you called me Odom for a week or so. Yeah. Uh, about two times, two, three times. And uh, I was like, hey, bro, says it right here, Odin. You're like, oh, yeah, my bad. I'm stupid. And uh, bam, 10 years later, here we are. But uh, I think we go back and uh, fill in the gaps there. But we both found our way back to Tucson, as we, we've talked about before. You know, the desert calls you home. Uh, you know, service took you to the West Coast, took you to the East Coast. Service took me, you know, uh, middle of the country. And uh, we both found our way back home. Uh, and it was, it was a pleasure to have a familiar face, a good friend back in town as I'm just trying to get reacquainted. There's no more military network here. And to be able to start and build a military network and have uh, you plus two other people uh, that I really cared about and can continue to grow and have a relationship with, it just, I, I love that that happened, that those stars align, that we're able to be here and, you know, uh, rekindle or continue on uh, a friendship that, you know, who knows if either of us ever thought we were going to be able to get back together. So so it's it's lovely. It's beautiful. I appreciate it. And then we found our way, you know, for, for a long time. I was, ah, I just, just want to do a podcast, but it really sucks to do a podcast by yourself. And it does as I do this podcast by myself. Uh, I love lot of the time but it started with uh you know we sparked off and said ian man dude i got these mics let's do this fucking podcast so this is the originator the original two as why you see in the logo of the granddad's basement podcast two chairs because it was for two people and you know life like life hits we got we got parenting woes and marital woes and tucson is kind of a bitch to travel through sometimes so we got uh, uh we got some demographic woes and uh we're working through it and i, I want to hold it down but this was uh this this is the co-host of the granddad's basement podcast mr ian o'hearn and he has uh he has some stories to tell and uh as as often as uh, uh you want to come through man we're gonna fire these mics up and uh and get back down to business. Yo, by the way, dopest like intro ever. Got a little emotional, not gonna lie. So, like looking at the logo on the wall in the frame, and it wasn't even that long ago, dude. It's been like a year since we like kind of started this. And to say that I wasn't butthurt at a certain point because I fell off, and then you kind of took off with it, and I was like, man, that was us. Like what the what happened? What the fuck happened? But it was me, and it was marital woes and children. At the same time, my my wife unfortunately isn't here, so I'm kind of single dad in it with two kids. Hold up, hold up. She's alive and well and with yes, us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Sorry. She's on the East Coast, and we are Working. we are in the Sonoran Desert, yes. and uh, they're just uh, you're navigating through, figuring out the best way to get her here career. to keep the career. same career, yeah, yeah. career position, and not take a step back, Correct. and you know, make, making all that happen. So she's absolutely crushing it so hard. You know, and like I definitely fell off, man, for sure. It wasn't a lack of not wanting to be here. It was just kind of prioritizing, like, hey, I have this to do and this to do. Podcast is dope. Traveling from across town, like you kind of said. But man, like looking at the logo of Granddad's basement, how deep do you want to go? From us literally putting burlap sacks over, <laughs> over, over the mics and the room being rearranged completely and just drinking. Man, it was awesome. It was never when when I heard you you start to take off with it to say that wasn't a little like kind of like 
man, that was me and you. And now I'm just like left in the dust. But I also had to take a step back and be like, yeah, man, I just couldn't make it over there. It wasn't you. It was definitely me, you know, and seeing you go forward with it. Like I wanted to be more me and you and let's bring guests on. But dude, you've done great things with it and you've had great people on. We will start figuring this out to where I can be. I want this to be. I'm going to be selfish. I want this to be more like me and you and we bring guests on. Um, and they can get there again because me and you are just our, our vibe together is dope. It always has been. That's that's yeah. why all of a sudden you find your way home. And I was, oh shit! Yeah, the diamond in the rough. Yeah, man, it'd be dope. <laughs> and now the boys like I'm literally ten minutes away from you, so just gotta. We, things have changed a little bit. I just gotta configure my schedule a little bit better. So people think we have something to talk about to air out i'm not certain what that is because we have you and i talk all the time regularly even if like oh dude i haven't actually seen you in two weeks like we've talked three times yeah like, and, and we talked to how are you doing it's it's still vet check regardless if i'm in yeah, your face yeah. or not you know vet check vet check lives on the podcast eternally wasn't ever like a thing we need to talk about like i've made my comments to you we've talked about it like you understand like no i get it like you're busy you know, there may be, if there's anything, it'd be maybe more my disappointment and my letdown of, I haven't been there for you. And it upsets me because I wanted to be more with you. And then I see you taking off with it. And I'm like, what the fuck? But the more what the fuck moments more with me than anything. And, and you know, it, I'm totally, absolutely, and completely ready. We're still at the same spot of the last, like, real conversation we had about podcasting was... Come and tell your story whenever yeah. you're ready. You know, whenever you're ready. There's, there's, there's no rush. The stuff is hard to talk about. As I've, you know, talked about going to a funeral by myself due to an issue with my pop. Like, yeah, the the shit hurts to talk about. Like, right. and it's it's resounding and and everlasting. And I completely understand and get that. And and we'll get there. And the the doors always open. You want to know what's crazy is that some of the first podcasts that you and I did together, like we went in some deep ass shit, like my stuff, your stuff. And they're like, yo, this shit didn't record or this didn't happen. We need to redo it. There's just a few that we needed really to redo because everything was so new. Burt Lap sack over the mic and just trying to figure everything out. But like some of the stuff we talked about, I didn't want to go talk about it again. I yeah. Was, and I don't either. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to drudge that up for the third time because we didn't record it correctly the first two times I was like, I'm kind of done. Man, I don't want to talk about that again. So, um, but now, nah, man, we'll get back here. It was good. Like sitting here, listening to these guys and the stories, like how you and Tyler met was dope and hearing like how Tyler probably fucked something up and really had somebody else sign off on it. So he really didn't take the blame for it was dope. Um, but you know, we've all been there. We've all done those. I know he didn't do anything shady. Tyler's a dope fucking dude. By the way, I love Tyler to death. Along with Seth Brubu, Matioski. But uh, man, I've had those same stories. Just being deployed, you know, having shit happen while I was deployed. And on a C 130, mind you, having a vent cap for a cryogenic 400 gallon tank. You know, the vent caps? Yeah. yeah so it's really small. We did, a, we did a LOX hookup while we were deployed. Liquid oxygen? Yes, liquid oxygen. Did, we did a hookup and. So I get a fucking phone call on our cell phone while we're deployed saying, hey, we can't find this vent cap. And it's like the crew chief and the chief, like C-130, like maintenance. Like, we don't know where this vent cap is, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, it should be in our truck. I don't know where it is. 
Let me put that in context. So this is when you're on, so you're servicing liquid oxygen on an active runway, and on an active runway, you can't, things on the ground are probably the worst thing as possible. Things get sucked into intakes, and a, to have this cover just missing, we don't know if it's on the ground, we don't know if it's on the plane, we don't know where it is, that causes a minor panic. So, yes, not knowing where it is, it was a 400-gallon deployable tank that the C-130 was taking to another location. Right. So so the the vent cap was inside the plane and then that we took it off. So it could have got on the flight line. It could have been sucked in. OK, but so but this, it needs to vent. Like, it Correct. needs to be off. Yes. So this, the condition of the equipment is good. Correct. Correct. But you can't you can't ship with a vent cap closed because pressure will build and liquid oxygen will explode. And that's a f- big enough tank to explode the back of an aircraft and kill a lot of people. Most Correct. Definitely. So normally we take off that cap and we hand it to a crew chief that's on the plane. Hey, this is the vent cap. Here you go. Whatever. Okay. Do, do whatever with it. Well, it got lost. It wasn't my shift that was doing it. It was the night shift. And so we got a phone call saying, hey, we can't find it, so on and so forth. So myself, the other airman that was with me as an airman at the time also, and my supervisor, were looking. And also like, to and as well? Yes. Okay. Yep. So we had like a toolkit in the back of our truck, and we put all of our stuff in there, spare parts, whatever, whatever. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking everywhere. Like we're like, no, we don't have it. We have it. We're looking really quickly. And then, uh, so we're looking on this C-130 for about 20, 25 minutes. Mind you, this C-130 was been grounded at this point. Like it was on a mission. It was ready to go on a mission. It was grounded. And so I go back in the truck. And I look again, and the fucking vent cap is right there that our night shift guys put in there. And I was like, oh, shit. So I bring it to my I bring it to my supervisor. He's a tech. And I was like, here's a fucking vent cap. And he goes, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Mind you, there's chiefs. There's pilots. There's fucking commanders of the maintenance. It's in the truck th- the whole time. Yeah. The whole fucking time. Nah, bro. So you know at the back of C-130s where all the chains are? You know where all the chains are at the back of C-130s? Yeah, when you pull them out and shit. Yeah, so my uh, my supervisor fucking threw it in the back of one of, the, one of those and was, like, pulling out change. He's like, oh, shit, it's right here. I don't know who fucking put it back there. And they're like, what the fuck? Had to have been a fucking crew chief. I'm like, yeah, his name was probably Tyler. Yeah, fucking crew chiefs <laughs> always fucking shit up. So, yeah, man, it was just, it was crazy. Just all the stories, like, I hear you guys talk about, like, we've all been... Like it's like just being able to tie it to each other. It's been crazy. Like I know Seth has crazy stories of this crazy shit that's happened that wasn't him. It's just it's just nuts. Hell yeah, well, gentlemen, I appreciate y'all coming through to the basement, hanging out every Thursday or as many Thursdays as possible uh, to have a good time and and let loose. I appreciate y'all coming through. Uh, to my home tonight as we celebrate Veterans Day uh, a couple of few hours early. Let's go enjoy the next few hours and uh, get the fuck up out of here. Uh, everybody be cool. Thanks for hanging out. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. Don't hesitate to reach out. Go to www.granddadsbasement.com. Email. It's granddadsbasement at gmail.com. Just, we're here for you. Just, just reach out. So, uh, all right, everybody be cool. Yeah.